What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to talk about players who have the potential to be traded once the lockout is over. Now, we can already expect that once this thing is over, we're going to see sparks flying. A lot of transactions will be happening right away. Trades, free agent signings, as everyone rushes to get ready for the season and you know fill out the rosters. But the Rays are reportedly open to trading Austin Meadows. And... Some of you might be surprised by hearing that. You're like, oh, wow, why would they do that? You know, Austin Meadows is a really good player. He's an all-star, really good for the Rays. Great numbers. Why would they want to trade him? And he's still just 26 years old. Well, you have to remember, the Rays are open to trading anybody. Anybody. They, they They don't keep guys around for much longer unless they have to. I mean, they, they've done it in the past, like Evan Longoria signed him to an extension. But what they'll usually do is if they really like a player, they they would have signed them to an extension when they were a rookie. That's what they do. Um, if a guy starts hitting arbitration and starts commanding the big bucks, the Rays let them walk. That's what they've always done. They're a small market team. Some teams are just like that. So, I mean, they just locked up Wander Franco. That's, that's a good example of them you know securing the bag for a young player but usually when they when they do that that's because they believe in that player and they want to keep them around but if they miss that window in a player's rookie season the Rays usually just let them walk once they start hitting arbitration but in the pandemic shortened season you know we saw a little bit of of a you know a rough year from Austin Meadows but only 60 games he bounced back last year He, he had quite a rebound year and you know, he looked pretty good. But you wonder, you wonder, you know, will he, and I think he will, will he get back to his 2019 level? So if you look at his numbers, 2019, he had a 144 OPS plus. 2020, it was only 36 games. So I'm going to throw that away. You know, that's 87 OPS plus. But then in 2021, he bounced back. It was a 117 OPS plus, just not quite where he was in 2019. I think he will get back there uh, because, you know, he's trending in the right direction. But then you also wonder, okay, was 2019 a bit of an outlier? Sometimes you have to ask yourself that. And if you do ask yourself that question, you can look at some of his, you know, predictive stats and things like that. Basically, he was really hurt by the shift. You know, he had he had some pretty some pretty uh, stark splits. Basically, you know, over his career, he normally hits lefties pretty well, but last year he only hit for 563 OPS against left-handed pitching as opposed to 871 against right-handed pitching. And, and the shift really did hurt him there because teams shifted 75% of the time against him in 2021, and that's an increase over from the previous two seasons. So the result was that he only had a 304 WOBA against the shift. That's weighted on base average versus 402 WOBA in normal defensive alignments. He also didn't make as much hard contact in 2021 as he did the previous two seasons. And he was only in the 32nd percentile of all batters when you look at hard hit rate. But if despite all that, all those shortcomings, he still put up a 117 OPS plus. For a player who is 26 years old, I think that's that's good. I mean, if that's all those things I just said, if that's the case and he still put up these good numbers, he's going to be fine moving forward. He's going to be fine. I think he's going to bounce back, and you're going to see him put up some really good numbers and be an all-star again. But if the Rays are willing to trade him, you know, it's because his price tag is going up. You know, he's projected to earn $4.3 million. His first 
arbitration eligible year. And that's barring any changes to the arbitration structure in this CBA that's being negotiated as we speak. So we could see, you know, we definitely could see a difference there, but we just don't know right now. We can't speculate. So, yeah, I mean, maybe the Rays just go ahead and trade him. You know, maybe, maybe they do. But if he is tradable, he's available, made available for trade. Austin Meadows is an interesting alternative for teams that need an outfielder, but they might not be willing to pay big money to sign a guy like Nick Castellanos, Kyle Schwarber, or Michael Conforto. And then also the fact that he has three years of control, that would also put a different type of high price tag on his services. You know, like I say, he's 26, controllable asset. So whatever the move that is made, the the, the Rays are definitely going to be looking for a, a pretty big haul because obviously this is a this is a very valuable asset that they have. They're going to be looking for quite a bit in return. Obviously, prospects, big league, big leaguers in return, things like that. So, teams who need an outfielder should definitely hit up the Rays and see what's what's there. And also, you don't, don't be surprised if the Rays also trade Kevin Kiermaier. You know, he's also one of the more obvious trade chips in baseball right now. Um, yeah, he, he's. Everybody in Tampa Bay can catch can catch those hands. Let's be honest. Nobody is untouchable. So if you look at some of the other players, I mean, if, we're, if we want to talk outfielders, right? We want to talk outfielders who could be on the move. I would say, like, for the trade market, it's the raise, raise outfielders. They also got to look at guys like, you know, Jeff McNeil, I guess if you want to consider him, he's, he's a bit of a utility guy, but uh, that's not really fair. You wouldn't really consider him an outfielder, but Dom Smith, you know, he's a left field, first base DH. I'm just saying these Mets guys because the Mets have a log jam. They went ahead and they got all these great players, Mark Canna and Starling Marte in outfield. They're going to have to shed some of the excess. They're going to have to get rid of Dom Smith and Jeff McNeil and probably even J.D. Davis. Or at least two of those guys. But you know, all those guys can at least play left field. Um, McNeil can play more than that. But your traditional outfielders, guys like Castellanos, for example, you know, he's, I mean, if you want to consider him a traditional outfield, but he can definitely play the outfield, um, especially if he's, with, if he's with a National League team. You know, he's going to have a high price, price tag. So we'll see what makes what is made of it. Michael Conforto, that's a traditional outfielder. He's out there. Um, so he's, you're going to get a good deal, I think, because all those guys I mentioned just now aren't, they're like utility guys who have been stuck in left field for parts of their career, but someone like Michael Conforto who can play all three outfield positions, you know, is going to be at a premium. So his services are not going to come cheap. So we'll just wait for the transaction freeze to lift and we'll see where these guys go. But even someone like Conforto last year only had a one-on-one OPS plus he's set to make good money just because he's a bit of a rare piece of the market right now. So that's where we stand right now. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.